It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, Meg Herber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. And welcome to yet another edition of the Industry Insider Podcast. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, are three other co-hosts of this fine broadcast. We're going to get to them in just a minute. You know, we've talked the last couple weeks about how Vault Promotions has not only sells the great badges that they do, but they've actually rolled out a great new line of coasters. You know, they're not those cheap pulp board coasters either. Not cheap generic cork coasters. Think farmhouse-inspired. They have leatherette coasters in gray Black, ground, maroon, pink, teal, light brown, or tan. Don't know what the difference is between light brown and tan, but whatever. <laughs> They're all printed in full color. They all have an awesome absorbent uh, slate style. Of, uh, they also have an awesome absorbent slate style of coaster. They have a wood coaster directly made from a lumber company here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and you can personalize them with individual names or variable data down to just one coaster at a time. So you can really customize these things. And even though they were farmhouse inspired, they can make you look like you weren't raised in a barn because they're so classy looking. So it's time to class it up with some coasters. Stop allowing drinks to leave those ring tattoos on your desks and tables. Make a stand. Go to grab uh, some self free self-promo coasters for yourself firsthand. Also get that EQP coupon on your first order. Go to wereyouraisedinabarn.com and... <laughs> Learn more about those fabulous coasters from our good pals over at Vault Promotions. May not make the best burger in the world, but they sure do make the best coasters. All right. They so make the I best URLs as well. They do. So I got a couple people with me. You just heard the lovely and talented Jeff Franklin. Hi. <laughs> You've heard the lovely and talented Meg Erber. Here's Johnny. And Stephen McFadden. So what we're going to talk about today. Hi. <laughs> what we're going to talk about today is the... We're going to start a revolution here. Oh, well, boy. Actually, we're not going to start a revolution. We're going to talk about the revolution, the retail revolution in the industry. Yeah. Ned, why don't you fire us off with that? I think you have some history there. Did you say me? Sorry. Oh, that's Which, your name, Meg. Sure okay. did. Okay, I didn't hear you. <laughs> no, she's Johnny. Remember? Here's Johnny. Johnny. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of things. Like, uh, you know, I a couple months ago, I actually did an article. I helped ASI with an article about, you know, retail in this industry and, and basically what came first, the chicken or the egg. And they were just asking my opinion because in retail, we do see a lot of these retail trends in our industry. So what came first? And I think for the most part, we are following the trends in retail. We look at what are the influencers are wearing. We look at what the... You know, the celebrities are saying is cool, like the best water bottle, the best t-shirt, you know, what's Marky Mark wearing? Like that's what we look at and we bring to this industry and we make really popular. But on the flip side, we have Bella Canvas right now who is doing something really amazing. And if you didn't know, they're actually putting their pieces into Nordstrom's, which is amazing because it's gonna generate so much like popularity and so much, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It just it's really credibility, or? credibility, yeah, maybe, but we're going to see these pieces being sold in, in retail and, and exposure, the notoriety. Exposure, yes, exactly. Infamy. Yeah. Recognition. Sure. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the fleece in Nordstrom is going to be uh, selling for about $68. I'm sorry, guys. The mailman came, so of course the dogs are going nuts. Um, the fleece is going to be sold for about $68 in retail. 
and in our industry you're getting it for like anywhere from 15 to 16 bucks where your customer is getting it for $30 so if they're seeing this stuff in retail and they're like wow this is $68 but my great customer over there at perfect promos he's gonna sell me my, my customer my vendor he's selling it to me for 30 I think it's really gonna generate that buzz that wow I'm getting this premium product I'm getting this retail inspired look from my vendor with my logo on it mm-hmm. um, and I just think it's a really gonna it's gonna be a really good push and I know we're all very excited to see how well it does yeah, I bet you are Jeff what about you how do you see <laughs> retail hitting your neck of the woods when we talk about headwear <sighs> um, you know, I'm s- sort of struggling with this one a little bit, to be honest with you, because I was, you know, even before the podcast, we were we were kind of talking about like, you know, what what really is the like, how are we defining the retail revolution? And so if you're if you're talking about like how that you know coincides with promotional products, and you know, then you know, one industry sort of, I guess, affecting or pushing the other one along. I know that uh, you know. In most cases, uh, with at least with headwear, I mean, we're we're kind of following retail to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're not necessarily uh, you know super super fashion forward, where you know we're creating different styles and trends and whatever. Because there's a lot of a lot of risk involved in that. And quite frankly, you know, I think in our in the promotional products industry and in corporate America, uh, you know, I think you know the more risk that is involved, um, you know, the the less likely those things are to sell. Uh, at least in in my experience with this, um, but I think promo has definitely called up quite a bit to retail. We're not sagging quite as far behind as we used to, um, you know, and and in some situations, promo may even be leading that charge. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see, and maybe that's what you guys mm-hmm. meant by the retail revolution. So, okay, uh, what about you, Stephen? Your distributor, what are you seeing? And you're probably hearing a lot more about this from your customers, being end users and the ultimate consumers of our products. Yeah, um, so there's there's two directions here. One is retail brands um, kind of coming into the industry, and I think that's that's been an ever increasing thing over the past uh, several years, and, and the demand for you know name brand pieces to be decorated. So like the just just because of the brand recognition, and everyone's already got one, but they've got a blank, right? So they need now with their company information on it, whether it be. Yeti, Columbia, North Face, all that, all those type big brands that kind of came through. There's also um, more of the just the trend inspirations of retail, and um, I was actually having an interesting conversation with someone the other day, and we were talking about like, where do you go to look for you know trending places, and you know I mentioned uh, Target was a good suggestion because at the end the end caps, you know especially over by the kitchen section, they always have some sort of new design and new pattern on their drinkware pieces and. My assumption's been if Target has it, people are going to buy it, and they're obviously investing a ton of inventory into it. So they're, they're, there's something there, right? Someone has done some market research. Then, then we started talking about places like Starbucks, and then it, I started thinking about that. I'm like, well, if Starbucks has their logo on it. Obviously, this is coming from probably probably coming from the promotional industry or an inside marketing company um, within that company. So it led me to think, well. Maybe we are inspiring retail trends just through our own product selection and yeah. a brand alliance that we have with our products. So <clears throat> I think the, the, some some of these these um, what am I trying to say here? So some of the some of the brands that people have access to to print logos on, or, or some of the clients that we have, the larger they are, 
the more recognition your product's going to get from a brand recognition point of view, which can help inspire or generate trends. So a lot of, I think, the new retail spend, whether it be from places like, you know, Disney and, the, you know, and, and big companies that, that, that sell a ton of merchandise has a lot of promo influence into it. So it's, it's kind of a chicken and egg here. Like I think there's blank product manufacturers that are inspire, inspiring product design. And I think there's a lot of creativity in the, the print and patterns that's coming from promo. Yeah, well, I think, you know, retail is a very long and interesting history with our industry. Uh, for decades, it was the shameful arm of these companies um, that they didn't uh, want to be associated with corporate markets. I think that's what the technical term was back in the day. That's why you had arms of these companies <laughs> called, like, you know, Bob Line and, you know, yeah. the super fun time galactic inner awesome line and all that stuff. And, and I think as those companies have started to see the value of promotional products, they're, they're more open to being in our industry. So I, I see the retail revolution in two ways. One, we as an industry are finally catching up to retail trends. Second, you have retail brands entering our marketplace and mm-hmm. basically yep. co-branding yep. along with the client's brand. I don't feel like that's new though. No, but I really think there's a big, been a big push on it lately. Like, again, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Let's talk about Oakley for a second. Oakley has always been an iconic sunglass sports brand. Like, people would drop a couple hundred bucks on them and not think anything about it. But then Oakley came into this industry. We brought Oakley in. And, and why we did that was because we noticed it was, a, you know, an iconic sports brand. They have tried to spread themselves all over um, all the sports for higher visibility. They've partnered with Vice Helmets to make shields and helmets this, uh, for the NFL, which is really cool. If you're ever watching the NFL, look at their helmets. You'll see that Oakley sign on there. And mm-hmm. you know, so we brought that that brand into this industry and, and on polos and bags. And it's like people want to align themselves with these really cool brands. And oh my gosh, you could put your logo on that Oakley bag, winner. And it, we're seeing that a lot. Like we're trying to get away. When I go into my customer meetings, I try to get away from trying to sell them promotional products. Because what's the first thing someone thinks of almost when they think, okay, I'm given, I'm being given a promotional product. It's probably on the cheaper end for the most part. Um, yes, it serves a purpose, but we want to get away from that, that outlook. We want to sell retail inspired looks. I'm teaching customers, you know, it doesn't always have to be a left chest imprint. Look at all these different imprinting methods. Look at these different imprinting opportunities, the sleeve, the, uh, the nape of the neck, the shoulder, you know, we are trying to emulate retail because that's what's hot right now. That's what's trending. Um, and bringing these brands like Nike, Adidas, Oakley, um, you know, now uh, these are all brands that we have brought into this industry. Not we, meaning SNS, but, you know, accumulatively this industry. And people want them. Like Nike and Adidas are big names for the golf polos, like huge. And people want them. People don't mind paying that premium price just so they can have that brand co branded with their logo. Not not to get too inception here, but I think that this has all started with the you know the promo industry becoming a more viable sales model yes. for brands. So you know, an as outlet. The, exactly. So as there becomes more and more agency style businesses, which we've talked about in previous podcasts, but as there's more progressive marketing agencies as opposed to just swag companies, I think that it's becoming a a good sales channel. So brands are looking at that and say, do I want to have to have the scare of retail sales and have to worry about 
my inventory being pulled or shelf space and all this stuff or do I want to come into this industry where there's you know tens of thousands of sales reps that now seem to be in front of these clients so I think it's becoming exactly is it becoming a viable sales model for them or are they perceiving it as a viable sales model because it really is or are they seeing it as a viable sales model because the traditional retail uh, outlets are starting to fail because of things like Amazon and yeah exposure even digital exposure is getting so expensive because here's Um, the thing the reason i asked that um was obviously like i said i don't brands have been in the industry as long as i've been in the industry which you know i'm not 60 years old so you know i haven't (laughs) been around for a super super long time before the internet as long as bill you know but you know ultimately Uh, you know uh, i have been around for quite some time and so i like i've seen brands in our industry for forever so I don't feel like it's a huge revolution, but I think you know the retail marketplace in general is sort of starting to suffer a bit just because of things like Amazon and technology and whatever else. So as retail becomes less of a you know a I guess a, a profitable outlet, because uh, I mean before you know ten fifteen years ago before Amazon and other things you know it, Nike would have been the king of the world and it, but they were still in our industry mm-hmm. and uh, you know but their focus would have been on retail and the promo yeah. side of their business would have taken it would have been an afterthought you know so you'd run out of stock and you'd be out of stock for six months or whatever and I'm just spitballing random numbers don't take anything that I have to say to com- complete heart but you know because the way retail works is you know they're placing orders now for next winter with their factories yeah. you know yeah. what I mean yeah. I, I so, think it's more about the time it takes the brands to enter the industry has gotten a lot quicker not necessarily that they haven't existed before which, to, to your point which I think is valid you know all these brands have been around for a while um, but the, now that the lag time between when they hit shelves and when they come into promo, that time has, has drastically reduced. I think that they're, because it's, it's, it's a legitimate um, space, or like you said, maybe it's not even because it's more legitimate, it's just because the other options are so competitive, so expensive, and this has such a high exposure in person as opposed to fighting for digital space or shelf space in stores. Yeah, there's not not such a drastic uh, difference, you know, when you're comparing what you would make in retail versus what you would make in promo, because retail right. is sort of downward trending, maybe, and promo is trending upwards, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, so <clears throat> it's just more of a, you know, six and one half a dozen in the other, yeah. as opposed to, now I've got to focus on retail, but eh, we'll do this on this side, too, because why not? Yeah. Steven, question for you. Do you yes. have any customers that come to you and they're like, oh my gosh, I want what Patrick Mahomes was wearing or the Kardashians? <laughs> like, like, because we, we hear that a lot, but not necessarily in that capacity. Like, we feel that, you know, because the Kardashians are wearing champion and posting pictures of themselves on social media and on their... Um, you know, in their TV shows, and that's what people are seeing. So then there's an uptake in retail because of that versus now people are wanting it because it's in retail, they're wanting it in this industry. Like, are you seeing it in that order or how are you seeing it? You know, it used to be, um, you know, we would have a few customers, and this is probably now five, six years ago, where we've, we had a couple requests like, hey, I saw, you know, the, the polo Tiger Woods was wearing, you know, or I saw, um, you know, we actually have one customer specifically, won't get into it, but they, wanted a company that was on Rodeo Drive. And so they had to do Brooks Brothers for their product because they had a shop there. That was very rare. I mean, we don't get stuff like that that often. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think it's, it's uh, an increasing fad. I think it's more the other way around. Um, 
like you're saying, instead of it being, they're seeing people. I have this thing called Stump Steven. So I put it out there to all the, all my customers, especially after I do like a new trend report. I told them, I'm like, if you see something on Instagram or you see something on, um, you know, there's all sorts of trend apps and, um, you know, where you, they'll show you new products and you thumbs up and thumbs down it, kind of like a Tinder profile, but it's all new products and new patterns and stuff. I'm like, if you see something on there, send it to me and I'll find it. I was like, if I can't find it, I said, you win a prize, you know? So, so there's been times where they, they'll be like, we, we were interested in buying this, this piece, but is it in promo? And so I'll end up going through channels and finding out where it's from. And I'm like, you know, it's not in promo yet because they haven't figured out how to coat the material to put a logo on it. But cool, we like you win $25 off your next order. Or but it's cool because it keeps them pushing me to find new stuff. Um, and then it also keeps me in the loop on trends that they're seeing and that they're liking. Um, but I see, I think it's more, um, in, there's very rare to people use the, 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 the athlete example, like you were saying, but it has happened. It's more, we saw this on a Facebook ad or, you know, some sort of digital advertisement or they saw it in store or something like that. We try to push that more to them than the latter. You know, we create our own trend presentations and we try to push our own retail, um, what we think is going to be trending based on, and then we try to align it with their brand, of course. But yeah, we, we see that in headwear though, Meg, um, yeah. you know, where people, particularly, you know, in sports like the NFL, you know, uh, you know, the trends in, in headwear are sort of affected that, yeah. a lot by NFL, not necessarily by what Patrick Mahomes is wearing, but you know, just the NFL <laughs> in general, like the sideline caps or whatever. Um, you know, and then we've actually at golf, uh, also, you know, like I've had people, you know, contact me about, you know, oh, they want to get this particular visor that such and such is wearing or something similar to that. And, you know, or they want to get that hat that Ricky Fowler's wearing or whatever. Um, yeah. you know, so ultimately like we, we do see, similar things to that just on our end so it's interesting if you know if the distributor is actually pushing that like steven just had possibly mentioned or if their clients are requesting that from the distributor and the distributor's just trying to find it um but either way i mean you're definitely seeing that type of stuff for sure with headwear yeah it's, you know, it's funny you mentioned that meg uh, um <laughs> we we sorry we we kind of judge our own like apparel um, self-promo or our own self-promo products based on if someone orders them. So like if it's good or not, if someone uh-huh. wants it. So I don't want to say I'm, I'm the Patrick Mahomes in this example, but <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm wearing a polo and I go into, you know, a, a client and they're like, actually, what's, what is that one you're wearing there? So it's like we, we have some influence on what people are buying based on our own, you know, our own look and our own stuff. Um, uh-huh. But we have to make sure that we're we're doing something innovative and and different and you know that could possibly align. So, so yeah. do you guys see? I assume everybody here sees more of the the marriage of retail in our industry. How does that manifest itself? Do you think our some of the brands in our industry will start moving to try to make retail brands? So we'll go the opposite way. I've seen it with Origadio, but who else can do that? Um, well, like I said, initially, Bella Canvas, they're I've putting seen. themselves into retail. How about that brand Supreme? Have you guys seen that? Oh, yeah. My kids so, are that for a long time. They're like $750 shirts. Can I tell you how much that shirt costs? It's yeah, like, we all know, sadly. It's, it's $5.18. What is I've how seen, much that shirt cost? Next. I've, it drives me bonkers because it's a carded open-ended shirt, and it's not even nice. <laughs> like, I, it drives me crazy that they're selling these T-shirts for, like, 700 bucks with a Supreme logo on them. I, I I don't know. My kids hate going shopping with me at this point because I won't let them buy any blank apparel. I think we were in PacSun, and they wanted this. 
yellow t-shirt and I'm like, no, that is a $25 shirt. That is the 3,600. I pay like $3 for that. Absolutely not. And they're like, oh my God, we hate you. Kids <laughs> hate you anywhere. I know. <laughs> and Being I'm in this always, industry does ruin shopping retail though. It, it really, really does. does. <laughs> it, but if it has a logo on it, I'll, I'll spend the money because I'm supporting yeah. it, but I won't let them buy anything blank. Absolutely so we, not. We actually, we actually sell to a retail customer, so some of our pieces end up on shelves and, and are and are resold. So I guess that's that's one way that people can do it. But I wonder lines like um, you know, I, correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't. Maybe this is already people sell these in retail, but things like Basecamp um, or things yeah. like that have some charity contribution of, of stuff that came. It might have been promo started, but. I could just take one big order with a big brand from the promo side to get put on retail shelves. So now people are buying them uh, from retail. I don't know if they would, they wouldn't go outside the channel and sell it directly to them to be in retail. But I'm just saying like, if we were to go from our side and push it to retail, we could make it a retail brand. Yep. Um, there already there is already that happening. I mean, I know yeah. I've I've seen lids being sold retail, or I'm sorry, not lids, leads uh, being sold in re- in the retail yeah. space. I've seen handstand stuff being sold in the retail space. Absolutely, um, yeah. you know, and there, there's there's others as well. So uh, like you look in, in just in headwear alone, I've seen outdoor cap stuff being sold, uh, you know, in the retail marketplace as well. For so sure. it's not it's not impossible. I don't know if you'll see more of it. I'm sure you will just because we're continuing to evolve. And as things evolve, you know, ultimately more products get introduced that become, you know, very well sought after. And, um, you know, I, like, yeah, <clears throat> I think we're, <laughs> yeah. let's look, look at, look at fidget spinners. Okay. I know we've already talked about that and trends and stuff, but ultimately we're fidget spinners, a retail thing that then just exploded with promo. Cause I feel like when you're talking about the, the marriage between retail and promo and sort of how one's affecting the other, those both kind of hit at like the same time I felt like, but maybe I didn't see something. Would, I mean, was that a promo product that then exploded in retail or was it a retail thing that exploded into the promo market? Probably came from the new, um, overseas outlet of new products and people picked it up simultaneously i think is what mm-hmm. happened um i don't i don't think because i there were lots and lots and lots of blanks before there were there were prints so that kind of tells me that it was they were probably inventory at the same time but the people were the promo industry i think made that popular though yeah for sure well, yeah. I think we covered it all, guys. I think that was a really good discussion. But I do. I think it was I a great discussion. I told you. Yeah, you did. You did. So uh, one thing also I want to tell you about is those great, awesome, kick-ass uh, coasters that our good friends at Vault Promotions has. They want you to class it up with some coasters. They're farmhouse-inspired, but they're going to make you look so elevated they're gonna make you look so elegant so you want to get that eqp coupon you want to learn about those self uh, those coasters first hands you want to get some of those free self promo coasters in your hot little grubby hands head over to <laughs> were you raised in a barn.com and you're going to get all those details guys as always a great podcast Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.